Hello everyone, how are you today, this beautiful day that the Lord has made? I'm Karen Jane Casey with the podcast, Turn to God with Karen. This is where we find encouragement through our struggles and learn from our experiences and from what the Lord has to say to us. We can count on Him, we can come to the Lord with our problems. It doesn't matter how big or small they are. Please know that during this 10 to 15 minute episode that I'm not going to be judging you, lecturing down at you, or preaching at you, but I am sharing my journey and I'm still on it. We learn together and I encourage you to share with others what you have learned. Well, we're continuing what we started at the beginning of the year using the word focus, to focus on the Lord and our life in Jesus Christ and not on the distractions of this world. And it's important to walk in love while we remain focused, always remembering the greatest commandment, to love our Creator, the one who has unfailing love towards us, love our neighbors, that is, those in need, and as we love ourselves in a healthy and balanced way. And then Jesus tells us to even love our enemies. In March, we build on focus and on the Lord and love, and we looked at issues, problems that may serve to trip us up along our journey. And we covered several, such as facing the unknown. As we face the unknown, will we face it with fear or with faith? And we have free will How are we going to be respectful of other people's free will? Making decisions and being quick to listen and slow to speak. In April, our series was Christ Crucified and He Arose, all about Jesus. During the month of May, we explored the lives of several biblical women and we learned from them, such as the awesome decision to witness about the woman and Jesus at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, and she let her light shine. Then there was the decision of Queen Esther. She decided to follow her calling, although dangerous, for such a time as this. The choices of Martha and Mary, whether to which was most important, worship or service. We can all become busy with our service. The actions of brave Judge Deborah and Jael, the tent maker. And we also considered the mistake that Barak Barak made, a cautionary tale in that. And then there were two women, both married to the same man, Rachel and Leah. And they were constantly comparing themselves with each other and having envy and strife with each other. Can we overcome jealousy and stop comparing ourselves with others? If you haven't heard or seen these past podcasts, I encourage you to go back now at Karen Jane Casey on YouTube and for audio, go to buzzsprout.com. For the month of June, we have studied some of the biblical men to see what we can learn. Our, Our episode title today is Can You Remain Future Focused? Future Focused, hmm. In other words, can you keep on track with what the Lord gave you, your dream, your calling, your purpose in life? The answer to that question may depend on a few things, like how long must you wait for your future success to come, and 
What happens along your journey that may discourage or derail you or distract you? Logically, it can be easy to remain future-focused if all is going your way, and the wait is short. What if the wait is long, though, and you have harsh circumstances, problems to face along the way? We can look at the life of Joseph, found in Genesis chapters 37 through chapter 50. If you've not yet studied his life, I encourage you to do so. Before we come to the story of Joseph, though, we already see conflicts and strife among his, among his father, Jacob, and his two wives, which I mentioned before, Rachel and Leah. That was because Joseph's father loved his wife, Rachel, although his wife, Leah, was the one who had many sons for him. Joseph was the oldest of only two sons by his father's favorite, Rachel. So the story of Joseph begins in Genesis chapter 37 with him being 17 years old, his father's favorite among several siblings. It's obvious that he is treated special. For instance, he was the one to receive from his father a coat of many colors. A coat of many colors that he wore in front of his brothers often. Joseph had dreams that he shared with his brothers, apparently oblivious to the fact that by sharing these dreams, he would enrage his brothers even more. But to Joseph, these dreams were a great future planned for him from God, and he was excited and encouraged about the future. How many of us have overshared or bragged or simply shared a great thing that happened to us, great plans the Lord had in store for us, without even realizing that it only brought our listeners to jealousy and anger? In Joseph's dream, he was of greatness, and the brothers, even his fathers, bowed down to him. Even though he didn't fully understand that dream at the time, they were full of promise for favor and success in his future. So what happened next? When the opportunity came, when they were far from home and alone with Joseph, the brothers devised a way to be free of him. At first, they considered killing Joseph. And then, when a caravan, caravan was coming along, they decided to sell him into slavery instead. And he was carried along to Egypt. His poor father thought he had been killed by animals. During this time in Egypt, one of Pharaoh's officials, Potiphar, became his owner or his master. But the Lord was with Joseph, and he found favor with Potiphar. That is, until Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph, and because he refused her, she then falsely accused him of attacking her. So what happened to Joseph? He was thrown into prison. What attitude would you have after you've been through such betrayals by loved ones and now by your master's wife? Lies. Joseph remained faithful and trusting that God had a good plan for his life. He could not possibly know when good things would happen, but he trusted in the Lord. And even while he was in terrible circumstances, the Lord continued to give him favor where he was. He continued, continued to bloom where he was planted at the time. While Joseph was in prison, Joseph continued to receive the Lord's favor. The Lord made it possible for him to interpret the dreams of two prominent figures who were also thrown in prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer and a baker. 
Joseph correctly interpreted their dreams. The baker would be killed, but the cupbearer would be set free. And Joseph asked the cupbearer to remember him, but he was forgotten for a couple years. Can you imagine how you might feel if your source of getting out of prison forgot for two years, but yet he kept that a good attitude? Even after he'd been forgotten, he, and it had many years since his original dreams as a teenager, Joseph maintained his trust and faith in the Lord. He knew that good things were going to happen to him. He believed his dreams would come to pass. And then, when the Pharaoh had disturbing dreams that no one could interpret for him, the cupbearer remembered Joseph. As it turns out, the Lord gave Joseph the ability to interpret these dreams. A period of great harvest would come over the land of Egypt for seven years, and then a seven years of devastating famine would immediately follow. Not only did the Pharaoh realize that wisdom that was in Joseph, but he also realized that Joseph had the Lord's favor. So then Joseph remained a faithful man of God. He kept it in his heart, the dream the Lord had given him of his future. And he did come to become the great controller of the grains in the land during the famine, making it possible for many people to survive, including his family. Eventually, the fruition of his dream did come to pass. Joseph's brothers, his family, did come to him for help, even not recognizing him at first. And his family did bow down to him as in the dream. When his brothers were afraid that Joseph would take revenge on them, he responded with love and forgiveness, knowing that their evil deeds became a part of God's ultimate plan. I'm reading Genesis 50, verses 19 through 21 in the New Living Translation. But Joseph replied, Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them, by speaking kindly to them. So in this, we learn that what the enemy, his brothers, the Pharaoh's wife, and so on, what they meant for harm, God made it for good. Not just for Joseph's benefit, but for many people, many people's lives. Indeed, God always has a good plan for our lives. With this story in mind, when the Lord brings to you your calling or your purpose in life, can you remain future-focused with patience and peace during the period before the fruition of the, your work? The story of Joseph should be encouragement that even when bad stuff happens along the way, and it will, God still has a good plan for your life. So don't ever give up. Instead, remain faithful, trusting in the Lord, be patient that in His perfect timing and His perfect way, His plan, His good plan, will happen. Well, you know, there was a time in my life where I was desperately lost, hurting, and afraid, and I suffered from various abuses, child abuse, life-threatening domestic violence, and then abuse by toxic people. I know many of you can relate to that. I also grieved over the loss of loved ones, and I had major back surgery, 
Somebody out there can resonate with those trials as well. And God worked miracles in my life. He rescued me, delivered me, and redeemed me time after time, even though I did not deserve it. When I came to Jesus, everything changed. I am never alone. He is always with me. I am healed. I have joy in my heart, replacing the brokenness. And I do not live in fear. I have an awesome future with Jesus. This is what I want for every person. And so what do I do? I share the good news of Jesus whenever I can. The most awesome thing that you can do for yourself is to decide to come to Jesus or rededicate your life to Him. God's amazing love for us was demonstrated when He was willing to sacrifice His only Son, Jesus, for our sakes. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus himself said in John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. In, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, we learn how important our confession, confession with our tongue, is confess the Lord and to confess our sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in all of that, I encourage you, regardless of where you stand in your relationship with the Lord, I encourage you to please pray with me now and say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, I know, I believe, Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, and I know that Jesus suffered on the cross for me, for my sins, and He defeated death. He arose from the grave. But Lord, I'm a sinner. I ask you, forgive me. I repent of my sins. I walk away from them now. And please help me to stand firm, because I will be tempted. I need you, Jesus. I am hopeless. I am nothing without you. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And out of gratitude, I thank you, Jesus. I will serve you all of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said this prayer with me, you have begun your relationship with Jesus. And I encourage you, study the Word of God and pray. Have a conversation with Him. Continually talk with the Lord. Learn about the character of Jesus and, and learn the promises that He has for you. And as you do this, you will become more and more like Jesus, always praising, always obeying, filled with gratitude, and you will grow in your faith. I encourage, make Jesus the Anointed One your focus in life and His unfailing love. Rely upon the Lord for help through all of your troubles, finding peace within despite what's going on in the world of chaos around you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I want to thank you for joining me in this episode of Turn to God with Karen. This is Karen Jane Casey, author, speaker, podcaster, advocate, ambassador for Christ. 
Stay tuned for Turn to God with Karen every Monday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I'm sure you know that we also have Sword of the Spirit on Wednesday mornings and Karen's Book Corner on Fridays where I talk about my books. I invite you to share your comments and your suggestions and feedback is most welcome at my website KarenJaneCasey.com and when you go to my website you'll see information about my books, blogs, podcasts and some important resource material relating to, to domestic violence. A thank you and God bless.